Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The Bulletin. 19 away from 11. Let's catch up with TVNZ's own Guy Havelt, who is across pretty much everything we're talking about today, racing, cricket, and uh, God knows what else. Uh, good to see you on Sunday, Guy. Gee, what a, what a historic day that was at the Big E. It was good to see you too, Louis. You were actually uh, a little bit more, shall we say, composed uh, and clean and standing upright than I thought you might be. Um, Yeah, what a day. It was awesome, wasn't it? I mean, obviously, uh, in what, about 10 days' time or so is going to be the one that we all want to be at and the one that everyone will want to watch, that being Karaka Millions Night. But, um, yeah, a a fantastic day, um, a historic day, as you say. The track was just absolutely outstanding. No one could, could shut up about how great it was. Um, and it was, yeah, it was just a great day all around. I'm glad to see a few people turned up, or quite a few people turned up, uh, and it made it, you know, a, a very worthwhile day overall. I mean, you know, because you've followed it along, how much work has gone into this. So it's, uh, it's quite amazing. Like I, I, you know, what I'd compare it to? It's like for the racing industry, it'll be like for the rugby and sports fans of New Zealand when we get a waterfront stadium. <laughs> That's a great shout. I, I really think it is. Um, and yes, I kept saying this to, to people that I interviewed on um, on Sunday. Pukekohe was a good stopgap. It's a nice little track, um, but it is not in the heart of Auckland. It's not the home of racing, and it's not you know the best track that we've got. And that is what Ellerslie is. And and yeah, it's been a roller coaster ride. Um, I'm sure you've seen uh, Paul Wilcox you know, almost tearing up when after the first race, um, kind of realising what they had achieved and what they had pulled off. And it's nothing short of a monumental achievement, really, to to do the whole configuration, get through the Auckland floods, which I know was was a moment or or a period where he was uh, really under pressure and, and quite anxious about if they would get through that. And as he said to me one day, uh, when I spoke to him after the jump outs, um, oh no, sorry, it was before that, but he said, you know, he, he was like, that was a day where I actually sat, sat in the crowd, sat in the stands rather, empty stands, and wondered if I'd still have a job in a month's time. Um, it was that touch and go, he thought, and funnily enough, they looked at the track a, a day later, and they, if, if the track had have been laid, this is how good this drainage is, if the track had have been laid and they had have been able to race on it, they would have been able to race, 
the very next day. I mean, that is just incredible if you think back to those Auckland floods and how much that track would have drained in that sense. So a massive asset for racing in New Zealand, a massive asset for sport in Auckland, a massive asset for Auckland. It's just, um, yeah, it's awesome. It can't be understated. Yeah, totally agree, man. I thought I thought P Dub was tearing up when he just saw the goings on with the bent down on one knee Ben Masters fourteen hundred or fifteen hundred. Oh no, I he thought definitely was. was. He definitely was. <laughs> he realised he realised the sponsors A hadn't paid. They turn up after a three day bender and and uh, then then they, they, he saw bent down Ben Masters himself in a yellow suit he and he thought what is what is going on here. He might have had another moment where he wondered if his job was on the line seeing you mob turning up there. <laughs> no, he loves it. It's all part of it. Um, you've actually, I've, I've always said this about you, summer is your month uh, or summer is your season, but gee, you're busy at the moment. I see you popping up uh, on on the Spark or the, sorry, the um, TVNZ coverage for the Super Smash, which has Close. just been, yeah, sorry, uh, been, been fantastic. <laughs> I was just saying, the Super Smash is so good when we get our black caps. It just, even a sprinkling of them, it just adds a real level of professionalism. Not that it's not professional, but you know what I mean? Like it adds this, it adds this layer of credibility to it. And um, whenever I've tuned, uh, flicked it on this summer and I've, uh, you know, um, heard you or Sumo or Jav or whoever it is, I've thought, gee, this is actually a good product. We, we need to stop obsessing about other T20 franchise events around the world and just watch our own because it's actually really good. Yeah, I, I, I agree. Um, I, I think we've got some some good depth coming through. There, there are some pretty fine players. I mean, when someone like Dane Cleaver, who scored 87 yesterday for the Stags and was just so good, um, when he barely plays an international game for the Black Caps, I, I think our depth is kind of proven that it's pretty strong. I, I do feel like he should have been given more of a chance than he has been in his career, but he's just a name that you know comes to mind when when Tom Bruce is another one. Um, I feel like he's a guy who who has plugged away at international uh, at domestic cricket for so long and played very very well. Probably deserves his chance. Didn't go so well yesterday, but that's by the by. It is a good competition. Um, I, I look. I I um, I've loved commentating. I've still got a bit to go. Obviously, you make mistakes and all that sort of stuff. It's all a learning curve. Um, but I'm absolutely loving it. Great team to work with, and just awesome to get an opportunity. The women's Super Smash is is, is very good too. I, I do. Um, I do slightly have concerns about the depth of women's cricket. Um, we've got some very, very talented players at, at the at the ultimate top level, that being the likes of Susie Bates, um, Sophie Devine, Amelia Kerr, obviously those sorts of players. Then I feel like there's a bit of a drop-off to the likes of Brooke Halliday, Molly Penfold, maybe that next crop of White Ferns, and then there's even slight, well, even more of a, a drop-off to the next crop below that. So if there's one thing I'd like to say about the Super Smash... Or if there's one thing I would say about the Super Smash, the women's Super Smash, it'll be, and this is only going to happen with time, that's building depth. And I think that's what they're working on with, you know, uh, I think I believe there might be an A team now, um, and there's a there's a Māori cricket team that they've just put together as well. You know, these are the things that they need to keep prioritising, I, I feel, that's New Zealand cricket, to keep building that depth and to keep the women's game growing. We've got good players. Uh, I just feel like they need a little bit more exposure experience to that to that kind of next level um, to keep building them up but yeah it's, it's a work in progress um, and uh, I think there's enough promise there to be to be relatively positive about about where the whole of New Zealand cricket's at in saying all that 
I do feel like the Black Caps, and I've said this so many times, are going to go through a bit of a lull for a wee while, um, probably across all formats. Um, but that kind of generally happens, I think, from time to time. Well, I think your comments right across the board there are pretty fair. Um, you're not said anything that's going to upset anyone because it, it's it's kind of the reality. And I started the show talking about this, about um, the, the bowling stocks. We've kind of been a victim of our own success in the sense that We've had no real choice but to play these guys, the Southies, the Henrys, um, the Fergusons, the Bolts, the Wagners, for so long into their 30s now, even the Milnes, that we haven't really had this next crop of guys underneath come through and been able to take over because we've been so consistent and so good. So we're going to have got this weird period now where we've got this group of guys like um, O'Rourke, Shipley, Sears, Lister, um, Tickner, who... I don't know if anyone thinks out of that group we've got a genuine spearhead, you know, to what we've had from the previous era, and we're kind of like wondering who it's going to be and when it's going to be. So you've watched a lot of the domestic cricket. I've had people texting all day about different fast bowlers that they've got a lot of promise that are that are younger and can get it down quick and look like they've got a bit of something. Is there someone that stood out to you that you've been impressed with? Well, look, I, I, a guy that you mentioned there, Ben Sears, um, I think, yeah, his, his RPO is maybe a little bit high at the moment, but he's got all all the ability and all the promise, I think, of, of being a really, really good player for the Black Caps going forward. Um, he's, he's a talent, and he's fast, and he generally puts it on the spot. I was impressed by Ben Lister yesterday uh, for the Aces. I, I'm still a little bit sceptical as to, as to his jump into the international level, but... Uh, you know, if he can, can if he continues to put it on the spot like he did for the Aces yesterday, then um, you know you, you kind of start to think that maybe he's got a bit of a future. There's a guy Ryan Harrison who's in the Super Smash. Um, he's been out for a little bit with an injury. He's a talented player. Um, yeah, like you know, the, the, the crop's a pretty good. Willow Rourke. Um, you know, there was a whisper that, and he obviously put his name in the IPL. There was a whisper that he could be picked up. He, he's kind of. He kind of reminds me a little bit of Kyle Jameson. Slightly different action, but a big, tall guy who can really hit the deck hard, has a bit of pace, a bit of movement about him. I think he's going to be a promising bowler as well. Not sure where our, uh, maybe Addy Ashok. I was just thinking where our next spinning kind of stocks come from. Maybe Addy Ashok's that type of guy. Um, yeah, I, 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 yeah, I think there's enough there. Enough there to, to, to have some promise. And hopefully they, as I said, similar with the women, hopefully they can continue to get a bit more exposure. And I think that's, I think that's what this has all been about for the Black Caps. I kind of sit there sometimes and go, oh, why are they making these selections? But this is probably the right time to make some of these selections with these younger players to blood in some new talent, to give them some opportunities at that next level. And it's not going to come off all the time. But if you don't do it now, the likes of those guys that you mentioned before, Saudi, Bolt, um, Ferguson, are eventually going to move on and you're going to have nothing left and you're not going to have given them any experience. So I kind of... I wonder at times if they do it too much, um, but it does have to happen to an extent, doesn't it? Because you do need to give them that exposure to the top level. And and that's exactly it. And just because we've been 
quite um, well. We've, we've achieved at a really reasonable rate. We just haven't had that. The band aid hasn't had to be ripped off like it might have had to have been during the the Tim Southey Trent Bolt kind of era when they were coming through. And we were, yeah. you know, we had guys like Chris Martin and Cole Mills doing a good job, like a, a really good job. But we were ready for a, we were ready to hand the car keys over eventually. And um, I think that'll come. I just don't know when. But you're right. There might be a period of opportunity here for that, mate. Great to chat. Uh, good to see you. Loving that you're getting into the racing and you're um, putting your very good mug uh, on the the TAB a little bit more often. It's uh, nice to see. So we'll catch you next Saturday, eh? Hey, that's a bigger compliment than my fiance would give me about my mug, so I seriously appreciate that. Um, well, I yeah, didn't. Great to see you. I didn't. I've, I've refrained from saying hairline. <laughs> oh, no, don't worry. I'm well and truly aware that the hairline is gone. Uh, I need to go to Turkey, I think, for one of their special little implants. Well, maybe t- talk to Jason Fullfoot about how he relayed that Ellerslie track. <laughs> oh, he, even he couldn't fix this. <laughs> Very good guy, about He's a ripper. He is a beaut. TV and Z Zone, TV One. You see him everywhere. He's a champion bloke, and he uh, he follows the sport closely.